If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories and if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account and is titled, Am I the Arsehole for Not Allowing My Kids to Get Baptized? I, 33 female, have two kids, 12 male and 10 female. I have always had a rough relationship with my in-laws. They are the typical extreme evangelical pastors and didn't approve of me since I wasn't Christian. I am and have always been an atheist. I met my husband in college and while dating, found out I got pregnant, which caused more issues. They forced my husband to propose to me since they didn't want their grandkid to be born out of marriage. They tried to make us have a religious wedding and tried to make us go to church with them, but I always refused. They calmed down a little when our second came and we allowed them to have the kids over every now and then but still tried to push their religion into us. We're trying to raise our kids religion-free and let them decide once they are older and can understand better. Now to the issue. As I mentioned, our kids go to stay at their home at least one weekend a month, but recently we've been dropping them over every weekend because of time constraints my husband and I have been having. Well, last week they came to me and asked me if we could take them on Sunday to church to get baptized. I was dumbfounded. It was clear they had heard about this from my in-laws. I asked them why they wanted that and they explained that they had been going to baptism classes with my in-laws and decided to get baptized. I explained to them that they weren't ready to make that decision and to tell me honestly if their grandma told them to say that. They denied it but I suspected there was more to the story. I later called my mother-in-law and asked her about it. She didn't deny it and said they'd been taking our kids to Sunday school and baptism classes since they had to be there as pastors and wouldn't leave them at home by themselves. I asked her why she couldn't skip one day for taking care of their grandkids, but she said the kids actually enjoyed it and asked to go. I called her out on her lies and told her to stop trying to brainwash my kids, but she said I was holding them away. I got very mad and told her to stay away from my kids and hanged up. I told my husband and he tried to defend his mum, but eventually saw my point and agreed with me. I had to explain to our kids that they couldn't go, but they started begging to let them go. Well, the baptism was supposed to happen this past Sunday, and they are mad at me, won't talk to me, and I've asked my husband to let them go stay at their grandparents. I've been trying to explain why this is best for them now, and we can revisit the idea when they are older, but they refuse to listen, and I'm starting to feel guilty. And someone in the comments immediately comes out with, Why in the name of what you don't believe in, would you leave your kids with evangelical pastors on the weekend and not think church slash Sunday school would happen? Opie responded saying, The thing is, I know for a fact that they have people that can replace them at church when they don't go because they have done it before to go out with the kids. I assume that's what they were doing and I was never told otherwise. 
that time constraints was work for both of us. We got too busy and had to take extra shifts in our jobs these past few weekends, and that's why we had to drop the kids with them. I'll try to reduce my shifts to be able to be with them from now on. To answer your questions, they call themselves evangelical pastors. I don't know the name of the church or anything, but I know it's not the typical church. Imagine more those white people in churches kind of thing where the whole family of the pastor is involved. That's why my mother-in-law is also a pastor. I wouldn't say I have religion trauma because my only exposure to it is my in-laws. But they have never liked me because I am not religious and have tried to make me since they met me. They have invited me to church, offer marriage counseling through another pastor, force us to pray whenever we have dinner with them, and have asked my husband constantly to let our kids go to church. He still calls himself a Christian but doesn't go to church. So all of those things are more become annoying. And knowing that my kids have been going to church without me knowing pisses me off. My kids say they enjoy going and that they made friends, but I'm afraid that's just opening a door to let them be manipulated. Also, I don't know anything about any religions and I never saw it necessary to talk to them about it. Just let them find out when they are older. I'm afraid that letting them get into a religion in such an impressionable age will open a door for them to be manipulated into other things. I wouldn't have minded it as much if they were 16 to 17. Also is the fact that this happened without me knowing. And we'll continue with a few more comments, one from Apprehensive Pack who says everyone sucks here. In-laws for doing this behind your back and pushing their views on you. You for expecting your in-laws to drop their responsibilities now every weekend for your free childcare. You and your husband for not having an honest conversation with your kids. They're 10 and 12, not babies. Lost Special says you're the arsehole. You're dumping your kids off at someone's house every weekend. You knew that they went to church. You knew their beliefs and expect them to not go to church and change their entire routine because you have time constraints. You've really proven that you are really only interested if your kids believe like you do. Swirly Flurry says you're the arsehole. More than anything, it sounds like you're trying to force atheism on your kids whether they like it or not. They want to go see their grandparents. They want to go to baptism class. They want to be baptized. We're trying to raise our kids religion-free and let them decide when they're older. It goes on to say, no, you are not. You're doing everything you can to raise them atheist, including keeping them away from church and their own grandparents. So that's the only option they have is the one you approve of. Gypsy Nick says, not the arsehole. Set them down and explain that there are other religions where you don't have to be religious. Give them all the information for all the other religions as well. Tell them you will support their decision once they turn 16 or 17 if they choose to be religious, but they must do the work and decide which one they want. Not just fall blindly into their grandparents' religion. Trying to force one religion because your grandparents does that religion is a load of crock. And one more comment from Lonely World who says, not the arsehole. It sounds like your in-laws went against your wishes and behind your back to take the kids to religion classes and also tried to baptize them. That is a huge violation of your trust and parenting choices. There is no option then prohibiting unsupervised visits. In my honest opinion, you were incredibly stupid to allow your children to stay with them unsupervised. How did you ever think they would not try to pull something like this? So then Opie came in to update the post two weeks later, which says, well, my post went a little under the radar, but I had tons of people give me feedback and ask to update on my decision. So I wanted to let the ones interested know the outcome. I took to heart all the advice I got. Even the ones not so nice that told me I was indoctrinating my kids into atheism. I said it on the comments, but I explained that I don't force my kids to 
not believe or learn about anything, but I agree it was my mistake to not at least introduce them into religion so they weren't so easily manipulated. Now to address something Plenty pointed out. Why I left them with my in-laws when I knew they were pastors. I know I was naive on thinking they would stop their jobs for taking care of them. It's just that I have seen them skip church to be with the kids, but that will stop now. My husband and I talked about it and decided to get a babysitter. And to the update. I had a long conversation with my husband. He apparently knew that the kids were going to Sunday school and baptism classes because my mother-in-law told him when they started, but he never told me because he didn't see any harm on it. It made me even more mad, but I wanted to keep an open mind. He said he was actually happy that the kids were interested in religion since he still follows Christianity. I feel betrayed that he hid this from me, but we agreed on communicating better. We reached a compromise that we would let our kids do as they please to some extent. They got baptized last Sunday, and even though I hated having to go to the church, I enjoyed seeing them happy. We agreed that we would go to church with my husband, but not with the in-laws alone anymore. And they will not be going every Sunday since we still have the weekend shifts. I did offer them to look into other religions, as many of you suggested, but they refused. To be honest, I don't know what to do about that since I don't want to be the bad guy by forcing them to learn about others. Currently, I feel like a bit of an outsider in my own home since my husband is crazy excited to teach them stuff and now they have a new family time to do religious stuff but I guess I'll have to get used to it. Finally, I've gone low contact with my in-laws. I still haven't received an apology and kind of resent them because I feel like they got away with what they wanted so decided it's best I just get away from them. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Story from Swimming Pool Am I the Arsehole who says Am I the Arsehole for asking my daughter to uphold her end of the deal. Honestly, I don't even feel that this situation needs to be on Reddit, but my daughter, husband, and many of my family members are calling me an asshole, and I'm really not sure anymore. For context, four years ago, when my daughter was 12, she desperately wanted a pool. She said that all of her friends had pools, and she was the only one who didn't have one. Plus, she loved swimming. She insisted that she would use it daily in the summer. My husband and I could afford one, but as I'm sure some of you know, Pools are very expensive and neither of us really like swimming so we wanted my daughter to understand the cost she was asking for. We made an agreement that we would install a pool but once that she was old enough to start working she would pay us back for half of it. She quickly agreed, of course. Well, flash forward to now. 
She's 16 and just got her first job and now she wants to save up for a prom dress she really likes. I reminded her of our agreement about the pool and she no longer wants to uphold her end of the agreement. I insisted, threatening to take away her phone and car privileges if she doesn't pay her father and I back. Now, she won't speak to me. My husband is agreeing with her, saying that we can't have honestly expected a 12-year-old to keep her end of the agreement. For me, this isn't even about money. It's about teaching my young daughter the right morals to live life with. I don't want her to think she can just go around making deals for her benefit and then just not upholding them. Am I the asshole? I came into this when I was thinking, oh, the deal is going to be she has to get the leaves out the pool with one of those net things. I know we don't get many pools over here in the UK that you can swim outside in. Or maintaining the pool in some way. Not paying for half of it. Holy shit, who makes a deal with a 12-year-old like that? But Henrietta Higgins says, You got in a verbal agreement with a 12-year-old for thousands of dollars and are now trying to enforce it. Seriously. Four years later. The right morals to live with are that 12-year-olds cannot legally enter contracts. That's the moral. You're the arsehole and just very, very misguided. The sci-fi guy says you made a deal with a 12-year-old for thousands of dollars. Of course you're the arsehole. As a parent of four, there are plenty of ways to teach our children morals that don't involve forcing a child to pay for a pool in an agreement she made when she was still in fifth or sixth grade. Side question. If you expect her to pay for half the pool, will she get a cut of the real estate if you ever sell the house? Having a pool increases the price of the house in real estate, so if she owns half the pool, she's entitled to part of that profit. In other words, you've already seen a return. Competitive Bake says you're the arsehole. If you didn't want the pool, you should not have gotten the pool. But your 12-year-old wanted one because all of her friends have one. She could have gone swimming at one of her friends' houses, but instead you insisted on bargaining with a child. I don't think I have to say what's wrong with this picture, do I? And one more comment from Happy Banana who says you're the arsehole. Okay, let's say it's totally legitimate to enter into a verbal financial agreement of thousands of pounds with a 12-year-old. Spoiler alert, it's not. It's ridiculous. The pool is on your property. Even if the 12-year-old could pay for this, ultimately, it is in your ownership. She can't pick it up and take it to college with her. Should you sell your house, you and your husband are the ones who will reap any financial benefits. She is already a responsible 16-year-old. She has a job and plans to buy her own prom dress. Giving you her hard-earned cash for a pool that sits on your property and that you will ultimately financially benefit from is not teaching her morals. Taking her phone and car is nothing more than unkind. You made a deal with a child. You were an adult. You were the responsible party, not the kid. The only person who needs to learn a lesson here is you. I just found the whole thing very, very strange to begin with. That initial conversation, you know, she comes up to you and says, oh, all my friends have got pools. And you say, okay, you can have a pool, but you need to pay me back. Regardless of what you say in that moment, of course, she's going to turn around and go, yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. And on the back of that, you have major construction done in your backyard to have a pool built in, knowing that you guys are probably never, ever going to use it. I just find it really, really bizarre, but... What do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Jason Got a Bike, who says, Am I the asshole for exposing my friend who has the same scar after she publicly made fun of me? I'm 18 male, friends with a girl, Melissa, 18 female. I met through a volunteering gig. We've been hanging out more lately and found out more about each other. Actually, one of those things we bonded over is the fact that we have the exact same facial scar. 
We even got it at the same age, which is a crazy coincidence. We often discuss how it has impacted our self-image and self-esteem growing up and had lots of conversations. I felt like she understood me. The only difference is is that she tends to cover her scar with makeup, whereas I don't. She says that it's not the same thing since she's a girl and I get it. A few days ago, we went to a party together and hung out in a room with a few others. One of them was a girl who started chatting with us and Melissa seemed really impressed with her. At one point, the girl pointed out my scar, which was blunt and made me feel self-conscious, but the good thing is is that she said positive things. Melissa immediately joked that, actually, my scar makes me look creepy and intimidating. I asked her, does that mean you would also look creepy and intimidating if you didn't hide the same scar with makeup? She looked shocked and the people we were with gave me a look like I had fucked up. Afterwards in the car, we had a massive argument where she called me an insensitive arsehole. She said that I'm a shitty person for exposing her insecurity and belittling her feelings. I said that she's the actual arsehole here since she threw me under the bus to impress the girl or whatever. Not sure what she was trying to do. We spent a long time arguing but eventually fell asleep. So am I the arsehole here or is Melissa? And my question was what was Melissa's endgame in this? Why is she throwing you under the bus here? Was she jealous that someone else was giving you this attention? I mean, there's no excuse for it and it's a not the arsehole from me. You didn't exactly make a big thing out of the conversation. You literally said the same thing. You got the same scar as me. Why are you saying this sort of stuff? And I mean, how dare she call you an insensitive arsehole when she literally just said that in front of everyone to you and said that your scar makes you look creepy and intimidating. Knowing your feelings on it, knowing what you've discussed in the past, that's just awful behavior. But Reggie Snap says not the arsehole. I would say everyone sucks if you escalated it. But you only used the literally same word she did. She was being a jerk and totally deserved to hear her own words thrown back at her. Huge industry says not the arsehole. You are not wrong to inform people that Melissa has a facial scar under her makeup. How dare Melissa say that actually your scar makes you look creepy and intimidating. She is saying out loud what she is afraid of, but doing it in a profoundly unkind way. I think you were just fine pointing out that she has the same scar under her makeup. She has no right to yell at you for playing fair during an unfair conversation that she caused. Melissa needs counseling and you need to spend time with better people than Melissa. Your information. I married a guy with a massive scar from the center of the top of his forehead that reached straight down to his nose. It was an accident from his childhood. After a few months, I really could not see it anymore, really. When we get used to people, spend time with them and enjoy their company, flaws like scars become very unimportant. There's a t-shirt in Florida, US, that says scars are tattoos with interesting stories behind them. I got a bit of a scar on the back of my head myself from my younger days playing around the area, you know, as I occasionally give you a little story. And you can pretty much see it when my hair's shorter. Sometimes I have a one on the side and leave the hair long on top and you can see it on the back of my head. And basically it was when I was younger and was playing football outside. And on the flats that we live, there's like staircases at certain points and had like these big girders that went up the sides of them. I was playing football and my friend pushed me for some reason. I tripped over the curb and I hit my head backwards on one of these girders and it sort of like wedged on there a tiny bit. And all I can remember seeing as my vision was coming back is seeing my friend running off around the corner, the cheeky so-and-so. Obviously, I don't blame him. He just absolutely panicked. And it's just one of those things that happened. It wasn't malicious or anything like that. It was just a little shove and I lost my balance and tripped over a curb and that was that really. But that guy, going on from a few years from then, he went through some absolute stuff. His uh, 
sister ended his mum and and obviously the sister got put away for a long time he got sent somewhere else and then later down the line their house was set on fire it was crazy times around the area and also i'll tell you about in the future i won't bore you now with it but we continue with the comments from sir ed who says not the arsehole melissa is the arsehole she knows how the scar has affected your self-esteem and yet she still made fun of it under any other circumstance, you'd be wrong. But here, when she's using inside info to put you down, you get a pass on using inside info to put her right the same. Crazy Cat says she sounds like the kind of person who builds themselves up by tearing other people down. You could have handled it better, but you are not the asshole. She is. I have a facial scar too, going through my top lip and bottom lip. It used to make me feel self-conscious. The doctor who stitched it up said to my dad, well, she was never going to win a beauty contest, was she? I was five. My dad nearly punched him. Now I just ignore it and so does everyone worth caring about. Anyone else gets ignored. And one more comment from Pleasant Excuse who says, not the arsehole. My body makes cysts. In high school, two weeks before my senior prom, I had a cyst removed from the left side of my face. On prom night, some jerk of a jock was making fun of me. My date told him, you should see the guy who sliced her. He's been in ICU for three weeks in traction. I wouldn't mess with her, bud. I almost split a stitch. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What would you do in it? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And don't forget at the end of the video, there'll be a couple of playlists there for you to click on and we'll automatically scroll through all the videos for you. Thank you so much and... See you soon. Much love. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com